Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 8.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. That was some cardio, wasn't it? Standing there that long. Thank you for your patience and your perseverance. This is an incredible day in the life of the church. As we said earlier, this is Pentecost, and the church is built on this day. It wasn't built on a gathering of people who decided to write a charter and vote on a board of directors. It wasn't started by one single person. Instead, the church was a gathering of people. Did you catch that? It wasn't so much Jesus saying, this is how we're going to organize it and we're going to appoint bishops over district superintendents, over elders, over local churches. Instead, it was about this movement and this power and this knowledge that suddenly came upon all the people, not just the ones who had been with Jesus. Suddenly, God's presence and power was very much real, tangible, and apparent. And as all of the people in Jerusalem were there and started to gather and discuss what was going on, did you notice that there was confusion over whom had been blessed? Are you telling me suddenly that all of these backwater Galileans with that really clear twang in their Aramaic can suddenly speak these foreign languages? Nobody believed it. How could this be? It was a mighty act of God. It was a miracle. I've had so much collegiate Spanish, I should be able to speak fluently. I'm lucky if I can order off a menu and find the bathroom. So for me to read this text and find out about the power in linguistic knowledge, I'm in awe. I'm in wonder. If I could suddenly speak to you clear as day in Spanish, I would call that a miracle. Forget all of these ancient languages. And yet, all of a sudden, everyone was in. Everyone could hear. Everyone could know. God's mighty acts were not just for a few. They were for everyone who had ears and wanted to hear. And we continue that in the church this day. It can be depressing to see how many denominations there are and all the divisions and the breakings of churches and the fact that individual congregations can't get along. And yet, if we go back to our roots, if we go back to the beginning, we see that it wasn't so much about an identity, but an encounter. It was about people who said, I have heard the word of God and it has changed who I am. That's what Pentecost is about. It's about remembering that God's Holy Spirit was poured out in abundance on all of these people. And I love how there was no test beforehand. Are you really worthy of receiving this? It was the receiving that helped people seek to be made righteous. It was the encounter that led people into a deep relationship with their Lord. Not the other way around. And so Pentecost was the birth of this incredible gift we call the church. Not Christianity, 
That was actually beginning once Jesus went into ministry three years prior. But instead, the notion that we could build a family of faith. And all around the world today, our brothers and sisters in many denominations are celebrating this moment. Hopefully they're decked out in red and people go, what is going on there? So that we can have conversation, so that we can tell people, this is the birthday of the church. And unfortunately, there's plenty of people who think the time of the church has come and gone. The church is in decline. The days of people wanting to be part of something like this are over. They are wrong. They are not wrong because I say so. They are wrong because God says so. God keeps pouring out the Holy Spirit on us anew. God keeps speaking to us through new people, new initiates into the church of all ages and races and nations. God continues to speak truth to us. And to remind us that it isn't just about those of us who are here, but all of us who belong here. And so the church continues in the midst of persecution within and from without. The church continues in spite of world wars and conflicts, the creation, the disintegration of nations. The church continues because it is bigger than any one person. It is bigger than any single denomination. The church is bigger than even United Methodism. And that's hard for me to say. But it is true. The church is bigger than all of us. And thank God. Because there will be times where we will make mistakes. There will be times where we will become a barrier to somebody because of something that happens due to our sinfulness. And the church is bigger than the culmination of our mistakes as Christians. The church is about freedom from sin, not its absence. Because sin is in the church. We're all sinners, you and I. And even though we want to cease sinning, even though we would love to eradicate it from our midst, the fact is that every now and then it will rear its ugly head. But the church reveals its Pentecostal truth when it says that in spite of sin, we will love and grant grace. Nothing is a bigger testimony to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit than the willingness of one who is in power and the ability to withhold forgiveness to grant grace. Because we point back to our Lord and our Savior, who had no reason to forgive us, who had no reason to go so far as to offer himself on the cross for us, and yet chose to do it. And on the eve of his betrayal, as he gathered around with a group of men and women who would betray him even before his death, he offered them grace. He offered them a tangible sign of himself in the first communion. And he promised them on that night that he would not leave them orphaned that he would ascend the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and that it would come and give them wisdom and remind them of everything that he had told them. It would strengthen them and give them endurance for their time of need. It would encourage them when they feel weak and incapable. It would enliven their joy and turn every moment into an opportunity to resound with blessing. And so Pentecost is our remembering that but it is also our moment of great hope and expectation. 
Now in the Methodist Church, and next week, as a matter of fact, we are going to baptize new children. And when we engage the, the sacrament of baptism, we call upon the Holy Spirit even now to transform the water, to make it a means of grace. Just like later on in our service, we are going to call on the Holy Spirit to transform these gifts of the bread and the cup. And because Jesus said, whatever you ask for in my name, I will do, we trust that God is truthful to God's word and that those things happen. And that if we, God's people, call right now for the presence and the power and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that it will happen. And that we will encounter God in a new way. And when the church has moments of lapse and forgets that, that's when the church strays. That is when we fail generation after generation. That is when we hurt certain people in our society. When we forget that time and time again, God is pouring out grace. God is pouring out the Holy Spirit. Now, we understand that we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism, and that is certainly one of the most powerful and profound ways to do it. But there are other ways, too. And sometimes we encounter the Holy Spirit in a completely new way in worship of all things. In worship. I will never forget the day that I realized that the Holy Spirit wasn't just something we invoked. That the Holy Spirit was a piece of God moving for me and in me. And it happened because someone who had a double share of the Holy Spirit vacated a pulpit and said, have at it. And in that moment of terror and queasiness, there's a lot of queasiness that goes along with that first sermon. In that moment of terror and queasiness and relief at getting through it, I had this rush, like a violent wind. And it could have been endorphins and adrenaline, but I prefer to think of it as the Holy Spirit. And I realized that I had been transformed through that, through preaching in my church, to my people, I had encountered God in a radical way. But what also happened that I didn't realize, that it took someone else through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to see for me, was that I could change and impact other people. Was that the Holy Spirit in me could resonate with the Holy Spirit in them. And that's something powerful and profound could come from that. And so that associate pastor turned to me and said, I think you have a call to ministry. And as I've told you before, I said, no way. Absolutely not. Because who am I to bear the Holy Spirit? Who am I? I was a slightly chubby, very unhappy with herself, low-heeled 17-year-old. I was not at all feeling confident in my abilities to do much of anything. But the power in the presence of the Holy Spirit, for better or for worse, has made this. And the power of the Holy Spirit is making this better, is making me more of the disciple that I yearn to be, the pastor that you deserve me to be. The Holy Spirit makes me every day into more than what I was on my own. And today I'm standing before you getting to wear for my first Pentecost the same stole that I was ordained in. 
and I've almost come up to the first anniversary of my ordination. And to wear this stole here means so much to me. And yes, it's a piece of fabric. Yes, if you know, the building caught on fire, I wouldn't run and save the stole. But it means something. It's a symbol of a journey. It's a symbol of a baptism by the Holy Spirit. And if you come into my office, you'll see beside my desk on the wall the same words that were used to ordain me. When I knelt before the bishop, the bishop said to me, Almighty God, pour upon Sarah the Holy Spirit for the office and the work of an elder in Christ's holy church. Sarah, take authority as an elder to preach the word of God, to administer the holy sacraments, and to order the life of the church. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And those words are mounted beside my desk because at that moment, the bishop had called upon a double portion of the Holy Spirit to do the work to which I had been called. Much like Elisha begged Elijah for a double portion. And that presence and that power, and I could feel once more that violent rush of wind from that hand that is normally so light upon my head so heavy. Because we are called to heavy work, you and I. Heavy work. We shoulder the burdens of the church. We care for its material goods, its monetary value. We care for its message, its gospel. We care for its people. And the people who are not yet here, we care for them. And little by little, we push forward the boundaries of what used to be a building and then a parcel of land. And we push it out into the community and we push further out into the world. And all we take with us is that Holy Spirit. And we show people that God is very much present, alive, and for them. Because so many people feel unworthy and lost and broken and battered and bruised. And we could easily be that if it weren't for God's grace. Every day, God's grace is building us up so that we can go out. And when we gather here in a moment at this table and the Holy Spirit transforms it into a tangible sign of God's grace, once more we will be reminded that God has not left us alone. God has not forsaken us. God is very much present here now in us and among us. And we rejoice at that. And every Sunday, should be Pentecost. Every Sunday should be a reminder that God has empowered all people to do mighty acts in the name of Jesus Christ. And that there is no act more superior than another. There is nothing that I can do that would overshadow the work of the laity. In fact, your acts together far overwhelm mine. And that is the beauty of the church is that it's not about the clergy. It's not about our hierarchy, our episcopacy. Instead, it is about Christ in us. And as long as we cling to that truth, 
we will survive anything the future has to throw at us. We will survive derision and division. We will survive infighting and outfighting. We will survive all of it because the church exists to help people persevere. And when you hear about acts of terrorism and when you watch on the news the division and the violence, not only in our country but across the world, and people feel this vacancy, this emptiness in their being, a hole that only God can fill, one day through the movement of the Holy Spirit they will turn and they will see a church and they will wonder, can my hole be filled there? And by the grace of God, they will encounter their Lord and Savior. And by the grace of God, we will get to serve them. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.